regular listeners to my podcast will know that I'm one of those people that likes William Shakespeare's Taming of the Shrew. I've devoted several episodes of the podcast debating it, but I have to say that uh, my favorite kinds of shrews are the thoroughly untamed kind. And here today, I am joined by the hosts of the Untamed Shrews podcast, Hannah Fonts, Dawn Tucker, Becky Zaritsky, here to tell us what the Untamed Shrews podcast is and how they have managed to remain so wild and untamed. <laughs> good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever it is, wherever you are. I'm Austin Titchener, one-third of the Reduced Shakespeare Company, and you're listening to this week's Reduced Shakespeare Company podcast, now in its 16th year, number 797, Untamed Shrews Podcast. Dawn Tucker is the executive director of Flagstaff Shakespeare Festival. Hannah Fonts is Flag Shakes' marketing director. And Becky Zaritsky is their former production manager. And together they host the Untamed Shrews podcast. I had the great pleasure of chatting with Hannah, Dawn, and Becky last week and talking about how Flagstaff Shakes added a pandemic-driven podcast component and how they bring their irreverence and humor not only to podcasting but to Shakespeare specifically and theater generally. Dawn might have to go nurse her baby soon. Uh, we're just, you never know what to expect with the untamed shrews. Never knowing what to expect is such a great tagline for sort of anything. I think that's that's great. Tell me the history of how Untamed Shrews podcast came to be. When we first started, so um, we rehearsed at, this, at the community center on the south side of Flagstaff called the Murdoch Community Center. One of the most fabulous women in the world, Deb Harris, runs that community center, and she agreed to let us rehearse there in the very early days. But she still writes us down in the calendar as the Shakespeare Club. Shakespeare <laughs> club. We're never a club. We were always a professional. We're never a club. But she still writes us down as the Shakespeare Club. <laughs> that would be the greatest name for a fully professional company ever. Yeah. Shakespeare Club. Uh, and we're going to play practice at the Shakespeare Club. <laughs> you know, middle of the pandemic days, we were running the Flagstaff Shakespeare Festival, us three. Don's our executive director. I'm our marketing director. And at the time, the lovely, lovely Becky Zaritsky was our production manager. And, um, you know, we, we were, had our weekly staff meetings and we're just three best friends. I'm, I'm, you know, that's, that's the honest truth of it. We're just three best friends who like each other a lot. We were running a company together, which is such a freaking privilege if I can say so. And I, I was, I was, consuming so many podcasts during the pandemic. And I would go on my like hour long walk every day. And I just was like, I was devouring podcasts. And I was just thinking about the fact that, you know, we are three gal pals who have a lot to say and our staff meetings were just kind of silly and they would go on for hours because we just had so much to talk about. And so I just, and the staff meetings were over zoom. Yeah. I think that also yeah. probably contributed to totally. that. And, yeah. and I was just like, gals, I think we should start a podcast. What do you think about that? And they were like, let's do it. And I, we have here in town, an amazing studio called Sun Sounds Arizona. And we had worked with them before um, to bring some of our shows to audio form. And so I reached out to the lovely Gina Byers, who is behind, uh, behind, say hello, uh, Gina. Hello. The woman behind the glass. <laughs> um, and, you know, I reached out to Gina and I was like, Gina, 
I want to start a podcast with my gals. What do you think about that? And we had like an hour long zoom and we chatted and she said, yes. And she was like, if you give me your show for our platform, I will help you as much as you can. And I just started doing all the the weird research, like I said, in our episode about RSS feeds and all these things. And we brainstormed a funny name. I always say, uh, Becky is like our resident pun director. (laughs) And we just, we did like, you know, we did a lot of brainstorming and we had some other funny names. I should pull it up, but we, we, I think you came up with this one though. I, I think I'm, yeah, Yeah. there were, there's a couple, maybe it was John. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. (laughs) There were, I remember I was throwing around Falstaff and Flagstaff. Um, lend me your ears was another one we talked about, but then we figured out that that was already a podcast. Anyway, we had a lot of fun names and untamed truths is what we stuck to because you know, what we wanted to really B was a podcast about women in theater and women in Shakespeare in general. So it just felt right. And I don't know, now I just literally call them my shrews anyway. Like I just, I call myself a shrew. I feel like a shrew. I'm a shrew. Um, I I feel like I'm talking so much anyway. That's how the podcast started. (laughs) Well, I have said, I have said, um, um, like we've, we, we, I'm in a Shakespeare book club and my children who are in their twenties, um, came to it one time and we were talking about the taming of the shrew that play and i was saying how much i love it and and you know my son was saying but he starves her dad and i said well i'm not saying it's not complicated yeah. i'm not saying that, that play isn't complicated but just just know that your mother 400 years ago would have been burned as a witch or yeah. tamed as a shrew so and shrews need love too and this is two people trying to oh, find themselves Austin, thank you shrews do need love too <laughs> So I love that self-identification. And I think, so this is a classic, Untamed Shrews podcast is a, is a classic pandemic pivot, isn't it? It's, and it's a way, it was a, it sounds like it was a way to keep Flagstaff Shakes alive during a time when you weren't able to do live performance. Is that right? Uh, Yeah. I mean, we were doing a lot of other stuff, but this was one of our big things. And especially, um, at least myself, my main artistic outlet. I mean, we were doing a lot of distance theater. And I mean, I like to say we live in the wild west. So here in Flagstaff, like things weren't super shut down. I mean, of course they were, we were still in a pandemic, but here in Flagstaff, we have wide open spaces. We have fresh air. It was a lot easier for us than some of our, you know, big city friends. Um, but we were doing a lot of other stuff too, but Yeah. yeah definitely a pandemic, a pandemic project. Well, and how did Flagstaff Shakes start? I mean, I love that you're all best friends because that's <laughs> so much of it, you know, so much of it. How did, how did, how did that come about? Well, so I grew up in Flagstaff and my two big dreams in life were to be a Shakespearean actor and to live in my hometown of Flagstaff. <laughs> so. Living the dream. <laughs> yeah. So when I got out of grad school, it was sort of like, well, if that's going to happen, I'm going to have to make it happen. Um, So Flag Shake started in 2015 as just a group of, um, I was a teacher at the time. And it started off as mostly a group of teachers, a couple of actors. We put up a production um, and, and, you know, I... I, I credit Michael Falkman, if you guys know him, if, if you don't, he was a wonderful, wonderful man, director of education for a long time at Utah Shakes. Um, and sadly, passed away the year I started Flag Shakes, but he and I had have conversations about this. And I remember him telling me over and over again, you can't start a Shakespeare festival. You can't start a Shakespeare festival. All you can do is put on a play and see if anybody comes. <laughs> 
I was like, all right, here we go. So baby steps. Yeah, right. You just put on a play, see if anybody wants to come. So we put up Twelfth Night here, um, and we were able to hire some more professional actors for that show. We were able to partner with the local, uh, you know, arts um, organization, Flagstaff Arts Council. And we put up Twelfth Night, and a ton of people came. <laughs> so it was sort of like we ended up $600 in the black, which was Ooh. a miracle for That's year huge. One. That counts. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And then, um, you know, it was, it was a couple of years of just me, really just me trying to run and run a festival, add shows, get things together. Hannah and Becky were my first two staff, uh, members. And it was like, uh, so amazing to hire staff. Um, and so, you know, that's when we really were able to flourish and start doing things like this. There's no way we're doing a podcast if, you know, it was just me running flag shakes. It was, it was a lot of work. Um, so yeah, so then the three of us, you know, started running the show and things got a lot more professional and a lot more put together. And here we are. And do you get, so you're getting audiences. Fantastic. Do you have, um, um, institutional support, corporate support, community support in terms of finances or resources? Yeah, so um, our budget has grown exponentially since then, enough to have, you know, a couple of staff members and and to be able to pay our actors closer to what they deserve, but not nearly what they deserve. Um, And most of our funding is state and local. So, like I said, we have an organization here, um, Flagstaff Arts Council. They get all the revenue, they get a certain percentage of uh, revenue from taxes on what's called bed, board, and booze which is great. So the bedboard and booze tax goes into this science and arts fund. Um, and then we apply each year for those grants. Um, we also have grants from Arizona Commission on the Arts and um, Arizona Community Foundation. But we started mostly with individual donors and we're so lucky to have monthly donors, um, which is something we started pre-pandemic and then was like our saving grace during the pandemic was to know every month we had a certain amount of money coming. Um, so yeah, so it's built, you know, slowly on all of that and, you know, ticket revenue makes up a tiny slice of it also. (laughs) It's so much fun to talk to you because I can tell the enthusiasm you bring to it and, and, and how much enthusiasm you, you pass down to the people who, who want to work with you. Do you have a way to describe uh, your company's aesthetic, to use a $27 (laughs) word? (laughs) Um, we call it actor-driven work. So we like to do, you know, when we're doing Shakespeare, we stick to a lot of the original practice tenants. Um, So I was trained at the American Shakespeare Center, and that's what they do. Um, So I took a lot of that with me, but we branch out from Shakespeare. And when we do, we make sure what we're doing is Shakespeare and other actor-driven work. So we're not, you know, um, uh, high budget. We're not pyrotechnics. We're not um, sort of those like the bigger flashy things. And that kind of came from my idea, which is that we should always be doing on stage what we can only do on stage, what you can only get away with on stage. Um, because it opens up that creativity so much. Like let the movies do the movies. You know, uh, we might be the only theater company in the state of Arizona that doesn't own a fog machine. (laughs) I mean, maybe we should think about it. (laughs) 
This is Kate Pitt, and you're listening to the Reduced Shakespeare Company podcast. Where can you RSC the RSC? We're still the remote Shakespeare Company, but only for about another month, because this week we started in-person rehearsals, because finally... Next month, April of 2022, we'll give our first live performances in over two years in Washington, Pennsylvania, and Reston, Virginia. Check out the touring page at our website, ReducedShakespeare.com, or our Twitter feed, at Reduced, for the latest information. Now back to my conversation with the hosts of the Untamed Shrews podcast, Don Tucker, Hannah Fonts, and Becky Zaritsky, talking about what makes Flagstaff and Flagstaff Shakespeare Festival different than what you might expect. Yeah, Flagstaff gets really cold in the winter because we are at uh, like just about 7,000 feet um, up in the mountains. So the winter is not an ideal time to perform mm-hmm. outside, but the summers are generally Gorgeous. pretty beautiful. So, And sometimes we perform in theaters, but we also pride ourselves in performing in unusual spaces. So we've done a lot of plays and weirdly, we've done The Tempest in an art gallery under an epic like cloud art installation. And we did uh, Indecent in a, the room of a, of a mansion from the early 1900s. So we kind of like poke around and play with that too like if we have to be indoors where can we be that's still quite interesting but outdoors is gorgeous if extremely rainy (laughs) here during the summer under the stars is our preference but (laughs) not always feasible (laughs) see yeah everyone when you say Arizona they're always like it must be so hot I'm like it's the opposite it's snowing right now like 7,000 feet is different yeah it's a whole different ballpark (laughs) Let's well let's talk about that too when you talk about Arizona. I mean all we, all we hear is unfortunately about some is, about Arizona is your political representatives. Um <laughs> what what is um how how is Arizona um as a state to be running an art uh, an artistic institution? How uh, clearly Flagstaff likes you. Um, um <laughs> do you feel that love from the rest of the state? Yeah, you know, I mean at least here in Flagstaff, like something we always talk about on the pod and just with our other arts friends is the arts and culture sector here in Flagstaff is insane. Like it's unparalleled. I, I don't, I don't know how to explain to people how amazing Flagstaff is. It's this tiny little town on top of a mountain full of humans who are just passionate about stuff. They like to do things. People want to go out and see things. People have, they just have so much passion. And so, and like Dawn has mentioned several times, our arts council here is very active. Mm -hmm. And so our live music, theater, dance, um, all three of us, me, Becky, and Dawn, we're all aerialists. And there's a really big aerial community here in town. Mm -hmm. So we here in flag like it's this weird little bubble so here in flagstaff it's amazing i obviously can't really i mean i've performed throughout arizona maybe don can speak more to like working down in the valley but the arts community here in flagstaff is insane um like becky's on the board of another um another nonprofit, nonprofit. um that is in like arts and culture it's like a variety show and um yeah there's just so much going on here and so it's incredible and the funding 
uh, is pretty not easy to get, of course, but people want to give here. Um, I'm not sure what the rest of the state is Arizona of Arizona is like for artists, but Flagstaff is a okay. <laughs> and we do during the summer, we get a lot of people who come up from the Valley, from mm-hmm. Phoenix, um, from that area to come up um, to Flagstaff to see our shows, uh, to get away a little, little bit yeah. from the Phoenix heat. Um, so there is support, but I, yeah, I guess I don't really know like what the arts community is like not in Flagstaff mm-hmm. in Arizona. Well, and, I, and you say you're all aerialists and, and Dawn has turned her camera so we can see the whips and chains behind <laughs> Literally. her. <laughs> Literally, yes. Um, I, but, I, but I love that it's actor, that you're actor driven, which is similar to the RSC. You're using, you're using all the skills that you have. Has, have, have you done Ariel Shakespeare? Yeah. Heck yeah. I played, uh, I played time in, uh, Winterstell from a trapeze. Oh, the, <laughs> bear. the bear. Yeah. Do not forget the bear. the bear. I also played the bear from a trapeze. <laughs> oh my gosh. I, there's this hilarious video that I need to send to you, Don, Cause I think just feel like it's going to help you through a hard day. I have this video of you coming off the trapeze as the bear and you like turn to me and then you walk away and you like do this like silly bear walk, but you have have your you you have your outfit tied up legit up your butt do you remember that <laughs> do you remember this I need to send you this video but she played the bear it was hilarious we've also done uh the tempest our like iris and the other goddesses um we had a trapeze um a trapeze artist for that um <laughs> I would I want to do so much more I know baby has arrived Play. <laughs> hey sir conversation stops to stare at blake that's better that's better than all the pets that have been come across my screen in a zoom video <laughs> i know and ladies and gentlemen you're experiencing in a reduced shakespeare company podcast first a baby is being <gasps> nursed as we record that's right (laughs) i mean like i said this is women in theater y'all this Mm -hmm. is what it's actually like because and that's you know that's what we chat about on on untamed shrews yeah we get silly we get giggly but also like our fearless leader our executive director just had a baby like this is what it's (laughs) actually like this is like what we being in theater as a woman, that's, this is what it is. We are untamed. <laughs> and we tell the truth. We tell, this is what's actually going on and why pretend that it isn't, you know? Yeah, exactly. Um, and so, and so well, let, let's end with that conversation mm-hmm. about, so what, how do you feel like Flagstaff Shakes is different than other Shakespeare companies that have you know run by dudes, you know, <laughs> you know, you know what I mean? How, how are you different, more powerful, more insightful, <laughs> more nurturing to use a horrible stereotype? Oh, uh, well, I, there, I do have a fun anecdote actually in relation to this. When I, um, when I auditioned for Flag Shakes, I started with Flag Shakes in 2017. So two years after Dawn founded the company. And um, I found Flag Shakes over the internet and uh, I saw a photo of Dawn on the website. And Dawn is a hot ass gal. Let me just tell you, Dawn's a cutie pie. She's blonde. She's gorgeous. She is running that theater company. I saw that photo and honestly, like, and I've told Dawn this before, but that was why I wanted to work for flag shakes. I saw this girl on the front page of that website 
who founded a Shakespeare festival, was running a company and was also fully like comfortable in her femininity, in her beauty, in, in being a woman. And so after I applied and I, I got hired, like that was so important to me. The fact that the company was being run by a young woman and, you know, eventually I got, you know, a year or so later I got pulled onto the team and I was starting to get more leadership positions. And, but I just, I knew that I had Dawn and I knew that it was the company itself was being run by a woman who I respected so much, not only as, you know, an actor an administrator, but as a friend and as a fellow woman. Um, so for me, it's so important. And, and it's not on purpose. I think it is accidental that we have stayed a woman run company. I don't think that's necessarily like (laughs) we will only hire, obviously like, like that's not it, but we have just, that's how we have stayed. We've stayed a woman run company. And, and for me, it's a, a huge source of pride. And I think, you know, one of our like, uh, phrases that we use is elevating empathy at 7,000 feet. That's like one of our slogans. And I think as, you know, a woman run company, I do think that we have a capability for empathy as a team, unlike maybe some other companies do. So that's, that's my two cents. (laughs) Yeah. For me, I think it's like flag shakes is so important in the community and like in Flagstaff itself, the arts community here. And like, but not in like a hoity-toity type of way, in a very like down-to-earth mm. kind of thing. And I first came to the company in 2019, also from the internet, just uh, <laughs> submitting uh, videos. Um, and and my first like day here, I knew that that um, everyone was just so welcoming in both in the the company and again in the community. Mm-hmm. I when I talk about Flagstaff, I mean. I've been here off and on. And then most recently, um, since April, 2021, where I've kind of made an unofficial move, mm. official move. I don't know. Um, but I, I just talk about the community. It's all about the community here. Um, yeah. it's just so welcoming. Yeah. So. Well, and it's great. I mean, everything I'm hearing about what you're saying is that you, the, 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 the company started as an act of love and, and an act of community, as you're saying, and that's how I think the best companies sustain mm. You know, it's it, it begins as a project for love and and it grows into something that you can sustain um, professionally. So um, uh, I think you guys are terrific. And I and I'm so glad we we got to talk. And I'm just now trying to imagine the reaction I would get if I said, yeah, I wanted to audition for your company because your leader was hot. <laughs> very true very true i uh, i do see i do see the problem here but also don's my best friend so i'm allowed to tell her she's hot no <laughs> so neener 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 that's it for this week's reduced shakespeare company podcast except for one final example of how mom brain might be catching so stick around The Untamed Shrews can be found wherever you listen to podcasts, and you can find more information about the Flagstaff Shakespeare Festival at flagshakes.org. In the meantime, let us know what letter you've been branded with via email to feedback at reducedshakespeare.com, or throw a comment to us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram, or on our own actual website, reducedshakespeare.com, or visit my website, theshakespeareance.com. You can also become a member of the Shrew Crew by finding them on Instagram at Untamed Shrews Podcast or at Flag Shakes. Thanks as always to He's Come to Wive at Wealthily in Park Ridge, Illinois, Matthew Croak, 
Web Services by Ginger Power Limited, Music by John Weber and Garage Band. Our random fan shout-out this week goes to Richard Walsh. No reason. It's just random. Special thanks to director and dramaturg Kate Pitt, who brought her dramaturgical prowess to our script for Hamlet's Big Adventure, a prequel, which we're rehearsing in person right now. And finally, thanks very much to you for listening. Please stay safe, get vaccinated, and keep your masks on. I'm Austin Titchener, 797-2391sts of the Reduced Shakespeare Company. Flashback to, you know, uh, mid-pandemic days. Um, at this time, me, Becky, and Dawn were all still at the Flagstaff Shakespeare Company together. And uh, we we were the Flagstaff Shakespeare uh, Festival. Did I say the Flagstaff Shakespeare Company? You did. What the <laughs> heck? <laughs> Who am I? I've been with this company for five years. I'm such a weirdo. Okay. Okay, so- our, I, I, our, I'm, I'm, I'm still going, do I cut this? Do I, I, don't know. I have <laughs> never once referred to it as the Reduced Shakespeare Festival. So That's I don't what know. I'm saying. <laughs> Who am I? This podcast is a production of the Reduced Shakespeare Company. Reducing expectations since 1981. Go to ReducedShakespeare.com for performance dates, actor bios, email newsletters, and so much less. And so much less. And so much less. So much less. So much less.